Welcome in to Under the Husk. Before we get started today, I would like to thank our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. May he bless us with unlimited first half winning bets in college football today. The ability to properly select our rookie picks in the upcoming draft. And of course, for prosperity to our crops in the upcoming season. We're in the studio on March 11th, 2023, year of our Lord, and we will be doing a rookie mock draft. Amen. Just want to say happy birthday to Stein. He is turning 29. I like what I did there. Well, welcome back. It's going to be the 2.0 version of the rookie draft. First one we did back in January. A lot of uncertainty. Didn't even know the actual draft order. Didn't have combine. Didn't have all the hype. So I think this one's going to be a little bit more accurate. There's obviously been some swapping of picks over the past month, but I'm excited to delve into the second version iteration of the rookie mock draft. Yeah, uh, that is well said. And I just want to put a little note here. Uh, in the first ever podcasters championship in pga 2k 21 uh i did take down gino i was nine under he was six under we were supposed to do a four-round tournament so to his credit it's not official but tonelli has us on the clock we're going to eighth street and uh you know he wants us there for the second half of the one o'clock game so and it's his birthday weekend so exactly uh all right do we want? Do we have anything to say about like? Do we, should we? Do we have any trades to recap? There, there have been a few in the in the weeks since we've last recorded, right? Uh, I don't think there's any trades. Just with picks. That's what I. Well, yeah, I mean, like, like I Pickens, traded. Yeah. I traded Pickens to the Phantoms for uh, Foster Moreau and the one eleven, and then I flipped the one eleven and Tua to Evil Stevie for the 103 and Paris Campbell. Interesting. We'll see how those play out. But, uh, yeah, that 11th overall pick has been passed around more than uh, Daniel Odeke. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> he said he was going to do that before the episode. So, oh, oh, man. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I mean, the only other moves I would uh, – uh, touch on are the ones that actually happened in the NFL. Panthers obviously move up to the one. That has huge implications. Uh, Robert Woods going to the Texans. That's huge. And then Derek Carbs going to the Saints. That has some implications too. But I think next month, at the end of this month, we'll have a lot more certainty with some uh, free agent signings over the next two weeks. Is Robert Woods to the Texans huge, or are you just a little bit horned up? That's uh, huge. It's huge. Okay. okay. I think he's going to be the offensive coordinator by the end of the year, or like an assistant. I don't think he's going to be playing. I think he's just going to be good locker room guy for sure for that rookie quarterback. But yeah, I mean, it's tough to crack the starting wide receiver roster in HHC considering <laughs> that they're studs, um, Diggs, Hollywood, Alave. But you know, he slots in there at uh, right now wide receiver five. Uh, we'll What's see. his contract before, just before we move on? Five dollars. All right, that's. All right. And we'll see if uh, Terrace Marshall takes a nice step up this year. Obviously with. Uh, DJ Moore going to Chicago. He's now Just the scraps de facto on number one. So, um, no, big things to happen. And, and again, like I said, we'll have a little bit more clarity in two weeks once some of these free agents get signed. Uh, most notably, probably Rodgers, what happens to the Jets' offense. Um, so we'll see. There's a lot of implications once people get signed. All right, let's get right into this. Let's we do it. We were on the clock. Uh, I am on the clock in 
you know, this mock in the real draft, and it is beige. It has always been beige. There's not much to talk about here. We're going to pick teams throughout this draft where we think these guys are going to land in the real NFL. I think that the the Vikings could take them and drop Dalvin, That'd be, and it'd be an interesting landing spot. Yeah, I have them also going to an NFC North team. Uh, I think the Bears are going to pull the trig. I think Ryan Pohl is getting aggressive here. Uh, they have a slew of first-round picks. They might take that ninth overall, move down again, but somehow, some way, David Montgomery leaves the team, and I think Bijan is now a Bear, and he goes to Evil. He goes to Iron Dome. Interesting. Two teams that like to play ground and pound football and keep it on the ground. So I wouldn't mind that. Uh, what is the Phantoms doing after that? bombshell trade that went down yesterday uh, he, he said that he was happy but I don't know if he is <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if he is because he has a lot of bears a lot more pressure on this pick now Yep, I think and uh, a lot more pressure on the Chicago Bears so we will see um, so Phantoms I think you know with three first round picks one of them is going to be a quarterback three all inside the top six um, I have him go and see Jay Stroud I think CJ Stroud's best Passing QB prospect in this draft. Panthers moving up for a reason. I think they're going to get his man. I think the Phantoms might be smoking that he doesn't like C.J. Stroud, but will be very content come the rookie draft. Yeah, I also think he's taking Mr. Not Him. Mm. Uh, I just think it's interesting. It puts a little bit more pressure on the guy who's going to, I I think, draft the first quarterback when a team moves up eight spots to get that guy. Like, are you trusting the front office of the Panthers to say definitively that this is the best prospect. So, interesting. I'm happy to be picking right behind him. Right. Right. We'll see. I mean, uh, the Phantoms could go a number of different directions. He could wait to take a QB at five or at six, but um, I think if he waits, he might not get C.J. Stroud, no matter what the Panthers thought. So they were aggressive, and we'll see if the Phantoms takes his Buckeye. But, um, yeah, number three, you're back on the clock, Dom. I am back on the clock. I'll let you start because we have different picks here, uh, and you're not inside of my brain. So what do you think? I think you're going to go either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud in this mock went two. You're going to go Bryce Young three. I think Bryce Young is going to land the Texans two overall. Um, I like the culture turnaround that Houston's kind of driving. They're getting D'Amico Ryans. They're getting these good veteran presence. You know, like a Robert Woods. Uh, look at Nico Collins. I'll probably get rid of Brandon Cooks. Maybe add another weapon, a la Quinton Johnson in the draft. Maybe JSN. So Bryce Young, in my opinion, probably the most elusive, best pocket presence. Doesn't have the height, but he's just going to be right there as a, as a stud QB for the next 10 years. And I think, Dome, you're going to land him. Yeah, interesting. I think that... The Phantoms gonna take CJ Stroud. He's gonna be the guy who goes off the board first in the NFL draft. And then I'm looking at him and I'm taking A Rich. I, I think I'm gonna swing for the fences here on this pick. I'll have him and Trey Lance on my roster. I'm gonna, you know, say I'll roll the dice that one of these athletic freaks pans out. Definitely won't be Trey Lance. <laughs> I'm not so sure yet either. Uh and I think the Colts are going to be the team that just gets to pick him in the third QB position. Although there has been reports of Arizona moving that um, that three piece, but I could see the Colts moving up and saying we're getting our guy no matter Very what. Very true. Very um, true. So that that's my outlook on it. And it looks like you may have him going just next. Yeah, I think we swap these picks. So I think whoever is the pick at three or whoever doesn't get the pick at three will be the selection at four for Molly Jew. Uh, we looked at his roster before. Um, might be losing the G, 
but I think he still has the G as of now. It's still Motley Goo, mm-hmm. but maybe you add a young quarterback because all you have is Dak. Now, all of a sudden, you start to get the J back. So I think he's going to get Anthony Richardson here. Um, I don't think Richardson is going to be an immediate day one starter like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. So might raise um, some concerns for Motley with a longer turnaround time for his team. But like you, I think Richardson goes to the Colts. I think the Colts stay pat at four, and I think they have a plan in place for a one-year stopgap. That might be Jameis Winston. <laughs> Shout out HHC. This guy's just plugging his team all over the pod I today. mean, it's a big, big week for HHC. But yeah, I, you never want your guys just being released and, <laughs> and picked but, up by other teams. But it's not, the show's not about me. But I do think Motley will have a, a tough decision here. Does he take a Jameer Gibbs um, or does he take a Richardson? I think with the emergence of some of his young running backs, Pacheco, Deontay Foreman, he might wait and say, let's go after the you know, unicorn type of prospect that is Anthony Richardson, and then we get a running back in the second or third with their slew of picks that they got trading away a bunch of guys. Yeah, I don't need to add to that because, it, like you said, it was just the exact opposite of the pick before. Um, mm-hmm. Next, we have the Phantoms up uh, for two picks in a row. So uh, I think we have the exact same thing, uh, maybe different landing spots for the players, but uh, the Phantoms loves and Jigbeus. He loves Ohio State, obviously. And then I think you can't let Jamirius fall below uh, – I, I can't, you can't let him go past six. And in this situation, Brad has taken a quarterback, a wide receiver, and a running back, really bolstering the troops across the board. Um, for their teams, I think Injigbius makes a lot of sense on the Seahawks. I think that they could use a receiver to replace – lock it, uh, a nice, clean route runner um, to complement the big freak in DK. Uh, and then I, you know, I have no idea where the where their Gibbs is going, but I think the Eagles have been linked to running backs lately, and I think it would make sense, a little compliment with uh, KG. I don't know. I mean, we have the same two picks. So I think it's definitely JSN and, and Gibbs. I don't know if the Seahawks are going to pull a trigger on a, a receiver just yet. Um, no. I don't. I mean, they have two uh, first-round picks, one in the top 10 and then 20. Um, I don't know if that's going to be an immediate need for them because they do lack um, some playmakers, specifically on defense. I think Najigbius is going to go to the Ravens. Um, if Lamar, and I think when Lamar signs a long-term deal with the Ravens, they're going to need to add pieces. Najigbius will be a nice complement to both Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. And then Gibbs, I think it's really one of two landing spots for him at the back end of the first round. Some teams with a quote-unquote luxury pick, it's either going to be the Eagles, which we both projected him to go, I think at 30 or 31, or watch out for the Saints, who now might lose Kamara. They need another playmaker to go along with Derek Carr and revitalize that offense, and I think he's kind of a Kamara mold. So I like Najigbius and Gibbs, both to the Phantoms, and like you said, a really good first-round draft for him. I was going to say, uh, that's the, the last of the Phantoms picks in the first round, and Thank I would God. be pretty happy with that fucking outcome. Yeah, maybe, You could make an argument, well, maybe not, not the, the running back, but he will have come out of this draft with the top quarterback, top wide receiver, and second best running back in the class. I mean, you're picking yeah. three times in the top six. You'd hope that happens. But I think it fell favorably in this mock for the Phantoms. All, all that selling, all that tanking, man enough. <laughs> yeah. Now the players just have to be good. Right. Um, the next pick, I don't know. My computer just, like, died. Uh, the next pick, JOS, is at the seven hole via boats. Mm-hmm. Uh we both appear to have him going wide receiver. We do differ in the 
player. I go with Jordan Addison, the boy, and I think he's going to the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to differ. I think Quentin Johnson, um, outside of JSN, is is the best receiver in this draft. He's more of that alpha X, um, and I think he's exactly what the Patriots need. The Patriots have you know kind of that slew of slot guys to go along with their tight ends and, and a you know nice core of running backs, but they need that that big X receiver. That's Quentin Johnson. Um, so we'll see if he where he lands. But I think the Patriots makes a lot of sense. I think for JOS, he's kind of got the pick of the litter here. That number seven pick is is kind of a luxury pick. You get to take either. Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, one of the running backs, or if you do fall in love with him, which I don't think is a phantom, specifically Rupert is, you could go after a Will Levis. But I think seven's a really good spot considering that JOS lost that two pick, but has another first round pick to build on the young receiving core with Pittman and Waddle. Yeah, that's interesting. So we both do think that the Eagles are in the market for, or sorry, the Patriots are in the market for a wide receiver. It makes a lot especially of sense. They, especially if they lose Jacoby Myers, yeah, too. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, you are on the clock here. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking a quick look at your roster so I could support my argument here. It's very good. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that HHC here does opt in for Will Levi's. Uh You know, you look at the roster, Andy Dalton, Tyler Huntley, nothing. Uh, Lamar, he's going to be a starting quarterback, obviously, but where? We don't know. That's still up in the air, but I think he'll end up back on the Ravens. Then you got Desmond. Are they going to go with him? And then you think Jameis is going to mentor A. Rich at the Colts? I don't know for sure. I think it makes sense for HHC to bolster that QB room with a quarterback that I think has the tools. And he ends up on the Raiders. Yep. So I don't hate Will Levis um, as a prospect, and and I do like him on the Raiders. He goes to an offense that has a lot of pieces. Um, Devontae, Walrus, Josh Jacobs, a good offensive mind. So that would be interesting. I think this pick specifically is where these guys land um, and also where the the receivers land because free agency is going to tell us a lot over the next two weeks and then the actual NFL draft will tell us a lot too. So uh, kind of a wait and see. But as of right now, um, very bullish on Jordan Addison. You have him going to pick before to JOS. I think he's going to get picked up by the Giants kind of in that back third of the first round. Um, Love Jordan Addison. I think he's going to be a weapon for D. Jones right now. They don't really have any weapons outside of Isaiah Hodgins and yours truly, Ballinger from HHC. So I think Jordan Addison lands there. I think he's a nice little pick, and uh, I think we get it done at eight overall. Okay. Uh, that is interesting. The I'll let you take this next pick. My my dryer's going off, so I'm going to shut that noise off. Yeah, no, you already mentioned Will Levis at eight. Uh, to me, I think Will Levis is the pick here. I don't think he gets past nine. I think this is his absolute floor. He'd go as high as maybe six, uh, potentially even five, but that would require the, the Phantoms to trade out um, of one of those two picks. So I think nine is a comfortable spot for Gumbo to take him. We saw Gumbo's aggression last year in the first round by getting Kenny Pickett. Uh, sat for about the first month, then came in to start. I think Levis might have that similar trajectory. Um, also, not to mention, Gumbo, you look at his team, Kyler Murray might not come back until halfway through the season. Yeah, uh, He's expensive anyway, so you have to get younger. You have to get Does cheaper. he embrace Tank, though, potentially? He might, um, but that's the thing. He kind of gave away a handful of picks over the next the last two years and this year, too. So uh, I think it makes sense for Gumbo to get the most important position and get it young, and I think he'll be very pleased if Levis does fall. Yeah, uh, you, you mentioned it before. I think this is the part of our draft where the landing spot starts to really, really factor into who's getting taken. Whether that's the right or wrong approach is another story. But 
uh, I think Will Levis is probably the most interesting where is he going to land guy. Mm-hmm. We know, I think, for the most part, how the NFL feels about the other three guys. If Levis falls, right, he's not getting picked in, the, in this area. Maybe he is. I don't know. But uh, I think that this is where the run on running backs starts. And uh, I think Gumbo's going to go with Zach Carbonet. Uh, I don't know where he's going to go. Let's just say the Chargers. Um, but I think it makes sense for him to take a guy, depending on where he lands and what he's given, uh, that could make an impact right away. Yeah, don't hate it. Uh, again, huge wild card for Will Levis. Uh, you're up next, Dome. You get the 10th pick back, and I will have your guy from UCLA, Carbonette, going at this pick. Uh, I think you'd be also very happy if he lands to 10. I think he replaces a guy that's currently on your team in Joe Mixon. Um, a lot of talk about him getting cut from the Bengals, and Carbonet would you know, probably fit right in there. Ooh, interesting. Uh, so I like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I could just slot the other a new Bengals running back in it, that would be lovely. But I do think that the Bengals may be willing to give it to Perinmius. Mm. Uh, but nah. I'm going to go – I like your mindset on – Going here for a running back, I'm going to take the animal out of Syracuse, Sean Tucker. Uh, I'm not, again, I have no idea where he's going to land. Let's say the Ravens. Um, but I think if I can if I can be a little bit more aggressive here with another running back pick after getting the beige man, I could be uh, a little creative with my drops in the offseason. Yeah, I don't think Sean Tucker is going to be a first-round pick in corn. Uh, I could be wrong. There's really only two or three teams who are going to take him, you know, 10, 11, 12. But I think there's better talent there. Um, yeah, so. That's where we differ. Uh, so we mentioned this. This pick is now Evil Stevie's at 111. It, it is the Modica It selection. started with Snake Eyes. It went to the Phantoms. It went to me. And along with Tua... It went to Evil Stevie. And who knows where it's going to end up in a month from now. Yeah, nobody knows. <laughs> so, as of now, 311, uh, Evil 111. Stevie. 111. No, 311 is the date. Oh, yeah, got yeah. it, got it. On March 11th, uh, I should say. 111. Thought you were having a stroke over there. No, 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 not yet. Um, I think Evil Stevie, looking at his roster, the wide receiver room is uh, is kind of ass, uh, to be honest with you. And I think there's a lot of good young receivers in this draft, and he can get one in the back end of the first year. I think this is also a landing spot play. Uh, you look at the Chiefs, they're probably going to get rid of Mecole Hardiman. Don't know what's going to go on with Juju. Right now, it's just Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, and Travis Kelsey. I think they might add another piece if they get rid of Mecole Hardiman, uh, MVS, and Juju. And that guy, Zay Flowers, has been rising on boards in the past month. So I think Evil Stevie gets a guy in a high-octane offense and gets a guy who's been having a pretty good offseason, pre-combine, pre-hype. So. Yeah, I think I like the I like the positional pick here. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I know he's he's disliked because of the Asian that he chose, uh, but I watched a lot of Zay Flowers in his time at BC, and he's a very good player. He he, he runs really really nice routes. Uh, so I think anyone who gets him, I could see a world where he's actually getting picked in the eight nine. 10 range in our draft if he goes to the right team early enough uh i'm gonna go with jalen hyatt though um i think he he got dinged a little bit in the combine and he could start rising back up as teams talk about who they're gonna take uh and i think he makes sense on evil stevie 
I don't know where he's going. You want to you want to think about where he's going? Well, ow, dude, what are you doing? Next pick is DMP, and I haven't taken Jalen Hyatt too. I think DMP. Okay. You look at his roster; um, not too many holes, but there's some expensive pieces at the wide receiver room. So if he gets to a situation where it can't keep a few guys, the next two three years you're going to want to rebuild that room um, as it's a relatively older room. Uh, and tr- and you know, up to this point, I haven't really been able to trust a guy like Rashad Bateman. So I think DMP pulls the trigger on Jalen Hyatt. Um, I think Jalen Hyatt goes to the Cowboys. You've seen the Cowboys be a little bit aggressive with wide receivers. Um, I think they need that second option outside of C.D. Lamb. They pick right in that you know twenty to thirty range. I'm not sure exactly what the pick is. I could look. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they're gonna they're gonna pick you know twenty six. So Jalen Hyatt's gonna be there. I think that's the pick. He's more of the home run hitter. Very well complements uh, C.D. Lamb in that game plan, especially if they lose a Dalton Schultz. Yeah, they have to replace a tight end, but they're going to need an emphasis I, on I was going to say, I've seen, I've seen mocks of them taking one of the tight ends in, yeah. in that real draft, which would be interesting. Um, I think DMP, he, remember he was here a couple weeks ago, he was adamant about how he could keep everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think if that's the case, he's going to go with a running back here. And I can see him taking a Zach Evans uh, or just, I mean, right now, based on my board, Zach Evans is the guy that's available. This order could change. Uh, but I think one of those back end of the first running backs makes a lot of sense. DMP's team still in a good place. His window is still open. And I think he can kind of try to get a guy that could contribute immediately and you know if he doesn't he is a guy that he could build around when he does inevitably have to drop some players in in the upcoming seasons we'll see uh it'll be interesting um we'll see if there's any more picks that are going to trade it out and then obviously next month once we get free agency we're going to have a two-round mock draft for the rookie draft that's going to be a fun one in april yes it is uh and then we'll play more pga and we'll see who wins so yeah it'll be a a fun couple weeks here in the corn land um, for Jets fans, too, Aaron Rodgers mm. can pop at any minute. Um, but, yes, happy birthday to Stein, turning 29, started and ended it with him. And, uh, yeah, anything else, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ass? No, you did a good job closing that one out. Uh, we are we do have a, a pretty good weekend ahead of us. We got some birthdays we're celebrating, uh, some good championship basketball to watch, and, of course, an exciting finish for the players tomorrow. So uh, I hope everybody enjoys, hits their bets. God bless and go get that corn.